<laughs> now it's about to be good. Topic is going to be nobody listens to Matt Roberts. Oh, and he's in the studio to defend himself. It'll sound like he's not talking because you won't be listening. Matt <laughs> Roberts is with us. And uh, of course, uh, our sidekick and my co host. Now he's talking into the mic. Now I'm talking into the mic. <laughs> Jacob White is managing the sound, which is why I don't sound good. <laughs> why, why no okay. one will that sound good this episode. Is not here either. Uh, you can listen to his laughter, but nobody likes Matt. No, not likes. Everybody likes yeah, Matt. Everybody likes me. Nobody, nobody listens to, to me. All right. Well, Matt, how does it feel to be amongst the most put upon people in the world? Are you right up there with the Jews or the women or the blacks? Or the gays <laughs> are are or you the, the most put upon people in the world? Is that yeah. what it is? That's me, so, bud. God, you don't know how hard I got it. I know. Dude, I'm a white man. Everybody hates white men now. Oh, yeah. And, and we the, could just get, you know, like it, there's nothing between me and getting told I raped somebody. You know, it's, I'm not except me, that. you know, raping yeah. someone. I would take it as a compliment if somebody said Ed tried that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> But he could get it up again, that old man, seven years <laughs> oh old. Oh, my God. He okay. tried, but the poor guy just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just sometimes well. when you do good things, you know, people ask you, like, how do you do good things? And you're like, oh, well, you do it like this and like this. And then they're like, stop, stop. I just want to know how you get the good thing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. I, That's, I think you were the one that was told straight up, I've got no time for learning. Just show me how to do it. <laughs> I think that, is that I've pretty heard much that of a, a quote? Yeah. I've got no time for learning. Just show me how to do it. Yeah. And uh, that's a little bit of the business we're in. But it, it is doesn't sort of. mean it's, it's good. <laughs> but let's go, back to, let's go back to something that's got my knickers in a bunch. Let's today. hear it, Ed. Kanye okay. West is in the White House. And he's he's holding a press conference with our president, and it's 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 I don't know what the give me a fancy word is it the uh, metaphor celebrity the, news? Uh, you no, know, it's it is the it is a picture the personification or the no that's the wrong word, but it is the it is the image of those two powwowing, <laughs> powwowing and creating policy. Uh, is just astounding to me. I, I keep it seems I keep, so quintessentially American. I'm in shock. I can't imagine that it took this long for that to be where policy comes from. It's it's felt like policy has come from those two my entire lifetime. Well, it probably so. <laughs> didn't. It's it's got to be somewhat similar though to like Nixon and Elvis and all. I mean, you know, there have been other like. Well, I guess that's a good. That, that calms me down just to hear that that this is true. That's not necessarily anything but a photo op for both of them. They except. Trump is more likely to look beyond the photo op and well, look at the celebrity he's brushing up with and do something. Yes, and Nixon had to run a traditional campaign and wasn't given the election by the media. Trump was given this election by us being unable not to fixate on him. You know, we, we couldn't we, we couldn't say, oh oh Trump uh, Trump is one of the many uh, republic in the Republican field, but he has totally disqualified himself throughout his entire life, and so we won't focus on him. We couldn't do that. We had, we had to focus he, on that's why he's oh, so, he, No, no, no. It was not about him allowing up. it. It was not about him at all. It was about us needing spectacle. And he was spectacle. He yeah. was, he was um, not, yeah. not going to be a good leader, but we couldn't look away. It goes Stop back to my old motto. Get mm-hmm. in front of a crowd that's angry and tell them you can keep them, help them, and they'll follow you anywhere. And that's what he did. And he's churned up the anger level and the hostility level. People are all nervous all the time. I've about lost focus on everything but 
well, you this know, wacky world. And it's the wackiness the of the world. It's not even his policy. It's the wackiness of all this. But we're all complicit in it. Guess who in this world is king of self-care this week? It's me. What I'll tell you, you why. I deleted Facebook. Whoa. That's Gone good. I applaud that. You. I applaud that. Get back to me in a couple of days. Truly. Uh, it's been a couple of days. I got to wait 30 before it's permanently deleted. But I mean, let me tell mm. you, it's made me calmer already. Yeah. Uh, just because it's like I don't feel that need to check it. I when I I the few times I've tapped Chrome to like go look at Facebook, I've instead gone to my Google News feed. Yeah. Skipped over and so anything you're going that to news says so and so. Get your uh, stimulation. Real yeah, news feeds, news. not Facebook news feed. I, I do my Reddit news feed. I do uh, world news and politics, and see what stories people are posting. I do Google news feed, but I do I pretty I consciously try to train it so that it feeds me better stories yeah. so for instance i've stopped clicking on anything that says so and so destroys so and so yes i've stopped clicking oh, on anything click that bait. says uh so and so gives explosive speech because yeah. that's the new one that's so and so destroys dentist so-and-so. discovers one weird trick that will save you i might look at that no i'm joking I was, <laughs> I, that's been clickbait for a long time though but the destroys thing is almost it is like yes. catnip it's a visceral it thing because you do want to click on oh yeah i want to see that guy destroy that guy yeah. so, mm. but then yeah yeah, just powder puff fight without the pajamas. I mean, seriously. Yeah, well, some and, of this destroys. And it, and it's the reinforcing of a dualistic mindset, which doesn't serve us in the real world. The world isn't dualistic. It is. The world Everybody's is multivariate. On the side. That's exactly what's up. There's two sides. That's how it. That's how it can feel. And the others, yeah. no matter what the topic. That's is, the easiest story to frame. That's the others. thing. But but the world isn't a story, you know. And so when we fall into the trap of a narrative, then we fall into the trap of a narrative arc, and the world doesn't operate that way. There are arcs, sure, but they back one another up. They pull one another apart. You know, it's just it, it doesn't serve us to formulate an act accurate worldview to see things as black and white but Mm. it's easy you know and it makes sense and once we do it's really hard not to because it just it makes things make so much sense oh well this is good and this is bad i'm good and these people are bad it makes sense you go back to you said story arc and the story arc we're living in right now is played out a lot of times and and, and i'm not going to refer to hitler in germany but it's played out in springtime it's played played out in a lot of places it's played out in a whole lot of movies i mean well that's the thing it feels very hollywood the, the story arc that we're living if it continues this way we're gonna have some interesting years ahead and they might not necessarily be well, they'll be different than what we're getting now. What are the uh, three most famous Chinese curses? You may live in interesting times. Yeah. May you become noticed by those in authority and may you get what you are searching for. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're living in interesting times. Always. Uh, but but uh, uh, unfortunately, they're made to seem interesting in a way other than they, I think, are. They're made to seem interesting in it. Uh, like Dan Carlin puts it uh, in a way that brings heat rather than in a way that brings light. Because there are all oh, sorts yeah. of interesting, illuminating yeah. things going on, but but we want to see the friction. Yeah. Well, there's we don't want to read the checklist on how to set our mic levels properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to hear Matt That's tell right. me we with a slight Matt tinge of anger that I still haven't yeah. learned. <laughs> it's only been 400 years. <laughs> We're just per- genetically predisposed to to accept the danger first before the 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 other stuff and once we get pleasure we get hooked on it but if something's new you expect danger before you accept it uh, and interestingly enough dartmouth i think is a university i read this yesterday did a study uh where they 
you know, stuck probes in people's brains and had them and told them uh, patent untruths and blatant truths mm-hmm. while they were experiencing pleasure and pain and this and that. And they found out that there is uh, literally built into people who were born and raised uh, through history in the evangelical strains. They have genetically groomed their brains to accept ludicrous stories like there really was an ark and 40 days and 40 nights of 100% water and that boat floated up and they they're all in for all of those stories they think that Jesus is up there with a control panel watching all this shit (laughs) and they they literally by the way their brains respond don't see the falsehoods that are coming out of this guy because they've been born to accept authority they were they every total fallacies in their world are truths. And so this is just another line of total fallacies that are truths to them. And they're, they're now mapping their brains that they they can't understand. We can't understand why they don't see him lying because to them, and they, you call it cognitive dissonance or something, but they don't get it. They literally don't get it. But I thought they were just trading off the the whole moral superiority thing in like they don't care what he does as long as he gets Supreme Court judges who may end abortion yeah, in our country. That's what it seems. I, I, I thought it was more calculated uh, than the like they believe what I, he's putting I, I, down. I think was, I think that's maybe giving uh, the movement too much credit. I think a lot of individuals might see it that way, yeah. but I think overall it. it I, I'm more. Uh, I see it a, a little more pessimistically. I think people are really kind of as, you, you know, they, they say he's the poor man's rich man. You know, I think, I think, I think a lot of people, yeah, I was I, if, talking specifically about the evangelicals. Yeah, but, but that's where I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I see that evangelical movement is very retributive and, and uh, uh, I, I think Sticking they see it. people as, I think they're very xenophobic and they see. Sticking uh, it, man. Yeah, it, 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 well, I think I, there's I think a it's, Venn diagram across those lines, but yeah, that's true. Evangelical I'm leadership is definitely trading off the yes. like we're going to get what we want, and it doesn't matter what this guy's doing. That's true, and, and well, well, some it, of them will even tell you that we're willing to swallow this pill to get what yeah. we want. Well, and look at McConnell. You know that they, they had that other thing come out where they uh, polled everyone in their states, and the the senator who was most popular in their state was Bernie Sanders, no surprise. And the one who was least popular in his home state was McConnell. 18% of people like him in his yeah, state. He's a that's all it takes, re-election. though. Yeah, that's all it takes yeah. is 18% if they show up and vote. Yeah, if that's that, 18 showing up. Yeah, and then <laughs> that, that speaks to a number of different ways where the GOP has... Strategically strate- won the war. They've, they've already won, yeah. With, with they, the Senate, they've won they, a lot of little battles. We didn't even know we were having battles, and now they're... I don't think we've lost the war, but we're in deep stuff. But but it's interesting because it's uh, with with the gerrymandering of congressional districts uh, for the House, uh, all it would take is a very small uptick in voter turnout for them to lose those because you know they're basically counting on twenty percent of people to show up to so vote. You, so you're saying the gerrymandering is so it, thin. It would be so easy to defeat if Democrats were able to get out the vote, which they just aren't, uh, for a number of reasons. Gerrymandering's all the lines are drawn on the local level, right? It's not. Uh, oh, oh, well, it, it, it can be election. at any level. We, we, yeah. Yes, the, our city council is trying to gerrymander our lines to accommodate this new structure we're going to vote on, where we separate city and parish. And the gerrymandering, some of it's controlled by by federal law, 
the local government has to have a majority minority district. Yes, at least right. one, or maybe two, depending on it's you know it's fractional. Yes. So yeah, uh, some of it's commanded by law, but some of it's just straight up uh, voter disenfranchisement, as plain as day. And I'm my knickers are in a little bunch about that too. They're wiping people off the polls right and left. They're shutting the Supreme down polls Court just over said nebulous that's totally reasons. Fine. The Supreme Court yeah. said, "Well, that's because the Supreme Court they yeah. they're not playing fair. Nobody's playing fair." Well, it's, it's become blatantly partisan. Uh, the, what the Supreme Court recently decided—I don't remember the case, uh, the name of the case—but uh, they said that if you, I think it was in Georgia, Alabama, or Georgia. Uh, if you don't turn up to vote in two consecutive elections, that's not presidential elections. In two consecutive federal elections, you can be purged, and so you could get, you could just miss, you know, whatever a congressional election. And, uh, and I, I may have that off, but the point is local that if you soon. don't show up, what's that? Local no, elections. No, no, soon. no, no it would be federal. federal. Yeah. yeah, but but still, if you don't turn up for a couple three years and, and vote. You know, which, in my opinion, is a way that a lot of people vote, and I don't think it's effective because the media doesn't report it. But, you know, it should be an ongoing catastrophe of a story that the participation rates in this country are what they are. I mean, people are voting by not turning up, and and that's not being reported. That's the worst thing. But it is true. I know a lot of people that don't vote. And they see it as a form of protest. I won't sure. vote because I I don't see. I'll teach them a lesson. Well, <laughs> well so are there sticking <laughs> it? Yeah, have the, to myself. Have, <laughs> so people are voting like that, but if they're not showing up, it's. I can understand how it's a hard thing to report because it is reported every time there's a le- an election. That's mm. as soon as the dust I don't settles, think it's reported as a sensational story. It's, it's it's said. It's stated. Every time the first thing that's said after the dust settles is only this amount of voters turned up. And it used to be more of a hackles thing as the numbers started going down from wherever they were at some point when people... It, so now it's like reporting, hey, there's yeah. another shooting now on the just, north side. Yeah, it's happened again. 70s, uh, but yeah. so that's, Late 70s. that's the thing. It's like another how, shooting on the north how, side. Who cares? That yeah. that blame for the not voting, or, or not blame, but the, the responsibility for the, the voting or not voting, if you're not voting as your voice and it's not getting heard, maybe another strategy is necessary. Sure, sure. Right? No, I mean, I, I am in complete agreement, but I, I don't know how to make that case to people who... Have yeah. already become so disenfranchised for, and these are people on either side mm-hmm. of the so-called aisle, uh, people that just don't turn up. I used to be a non-voter. Yeah, I didn't think it mattered, but I, you know, and and I still. I never how, thought it mattered, but I always drop voted. in the bucket. <laughs> but it matters, you know, because it's my drop in the bucket. That's, yeah, you know. that's yeah. I'm never been less. Uh, I always thought my vote didn't count. But now I don't think they even count my vote, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's some, the Russians good. are controlling the machine. It's out of my hands. Well, they've I've, shown how I've easily hackable I've never missed an opportunity these. to vote no matter what it is. Yeah. And I usually try to vote from a basis of knowledge as opposed to anger. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just flailing out. I'll run in there and vote crazy just to make a point. <laughs> and, 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 well, that's how we got the guy we got now. People went in there and just to <laughs> yeah. make a point. A lot of people what's did the, that what's, what's yeah, the least amount of clothes yeah. I can wear to get to the polling booth? That's about it. <laughs> Put my knickers so. on. But my knickers are in a twist. But the whole voting and in, in gerrymandering and then the, the closing the polls over ADA regulations and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, man. And we're just, rolling, we're just rolling through that like that's okay. Well, the ACLU, but, I mean, God bless the ACLU. They challenge all of these things. But, but you know, that's what happens? The, well, uh, they often win those challenges. Yeah, but, it take, but it's you know it's a sure court battle. And in the meantime, 
you know, the that meantime, the Republicans win. Can go well, exactly. I mean, none of it is exactly. fun or easily digestible. It's all like boring stuff that you have to read through legalese to get through. It's civics that you have to pay attention to. Yeah. Well, how about that's, anyway, that's, that's there are why people I say in this country we should hold that boring things on high is very cool. That's why I don't believe in democracy. I, I believe in meritocracy. I really don't think. I think democracy has failed in the U.S. specifically, and and of course that has a lot to do with the amount of resources people can spend to convince the general public of this or that. Is meritocratous uh, government? Is that like the, the ones government by the the experts? The where they do it by scientists? Yeah. yeah. I dig that too, but you know why How people do you get are scared there? of there then? Because they don't understand science. Well, and because or, or they're, they're or they're an expert in one field and, and therefore think that their expertise expands to every no, realm of human they're knowledge. They're independent too, and they don't want to do the research. So their base assumption mm. is that those experts are actually evil and trying to control that, their lives. That well, and a lot be. of those people that would that you're talking about believe we currently live in a meritocracy that the, that right, the cream yeah. does rise uh, to the top or, or, or rather yeah. that well, or, the, maybe that but that's the, the cream basis of is, capitalism and i mean is, that's uh, what an electoral college is supposed to be that's what that's yeah, why it was well, set up that right <laughs> yeah true. that didn't work out so well no. did it ollie huh <laughs> neither did the uh, two senators per state man i mean that's the the single worst idea that that the founders had well, it's also that people want themselves in office. I don't understand that because I've always been like, I want my elected officials to be smarter than me. Yeah. Like, I always want that. I sure. Yeah. But but a lot of them are. It's just they're smarter they, at, fu- at at screwing you. They're, they're smarter at... Well, they they're are. They're smarter at, at, at getting wealth. And at those ones even I like power better and wealth. than the ones who are like me. Or like, you know, no, like no. the you would rather like somebody me. like any somebody like anybody that we know than somebody that's getting in there. Because, because look, basically the point is that uh, just real quick, uh, this is the point that gets made often in Game of Thrones. I don't know how much of I think we're all fans. You got to be you will be sooner or later. <laughs> it's almost over. So then you can watch them. all. Uh, the point is that the skill set that it takes to conquer and the skill set that it takes to rule the Venn diagrams barely touch. Oh, I agree with they're, that. 100%, they're not. Yeah. yeah. And the people and in conquering at the, at this stage, conquering is getting elected. The people that even seek election, those aren't the people we want. You know, it, it should be disqualifying if you want to, if be you the want leader. the job, you don't get yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. truth, that's what the tribune of the people was in Roman times. From time to time, they would have a tribune. And this was a guy who was a, it was uh, he might have been a landowner, but he wasn't, you know, very powerful. But but the people liked him, and they would say, "I'm sorry, bud, but you got to come and work in the Senate with us, and you know, help us to enact some reforms." Oh well, that's because they were still aware they were developing. We now have we've reached such a degree of hubris. We think we got uh, this. That's true. We got this. We, we don't have to make it better. We have to take this. The benefits of the spoils that our fathers and our patriots and yada America, uh, and we're we're going to we're going to enjoy the fruits of all of our work. <laughs> we don't have to fix it; it's no longer broken. <laughs> well, and, see, and, and, I don't I don't even see it as that as so much as a defensive, like an automatic defensive response. Like as soon as you say the place where we live needs some work, it's like, yeah, whoa, no, there, no, boss. Yeah, no, yeah. like this That's place is great. What? Why are you talking down American exceptionalism? That was a big mm-hmm. buzzword for a long time yeah. when Obama yeah, started right. questioning. And that's what it is. It's that automatic defensive response where somebody's like, "Hey, dude, your your poop kind of stinks," an and it's like, "Whoa, kind of true." What yeah. an interesting dynamic because that leads directly to your house smelling like shit. 
Well, no, I, I can't. I can't remember who the. Well, I can't remember who the speaker was that we we Matt and I went and taped. But he he was essentially talking about that's exactly the reason everybody is so afraid of a constitutional convention oh, is yeah. because totally. they're afraid yeah. to admit that anything is wrong and yeah. and how worse well, we could potentially screw it up yeah. if we were to hold one. Yeah, I'm Best lucky that when I was a young, dumb, twenty year old, I dated an older, very liberal woman who was like. <laughs> screw the United States because I was always like I was like oh come on now like yeah, I had that defensive great. response but you know she talked sure. it through me and would smooch me in between to make me like, <laughs> see her side yeah, Tim so Russians now, man that's like Russian girl she was probably Russian what kind of compromat do they have on you Matt well, plenty I'm sure I'm not running for office <laughs> uh, I don't wanna but I might I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wipe all my hard drives first. You can't, you can't as a as a normal citizen, you can't run for office. <laughs> you can't. I mean, the yeah. civics, civics, it, and the rules say you can certainly run. Well, but the system either adopts you and and you run, or you just run and run for nothing. The system, yes, uh, the the system that exists that nobody admits exists, and there's no mailing address for the system. But the system is why we're where we are, and it's part of it's the electoral college, and part of it is the willingness of people to exploit other people blatantly and in their face. Well, and you know, and you know I think uh, the same phenomenon you just referred to can happen to a larger degree with those entrenched in the system by by saying the system is flawed. Uh, they assume that you mean systems. The idea of the idea of a state. Uh-huh. I often see that when I'm arguing against uh, a specific arm of the state, it, it it quickly devolves into, oh, so you don't think we should be organized as a species? Mm-hmm. You know that, <laughs> that it's one or the other. And I mean, I'm so down with organization because we wouldn't have any of the things that we like in our lives right. without the amazing uh, 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 economies of scale and and the nature of our civilization. But at the same time. It, it leads us to this uh, personal exceptionalism, thinking that we somehow, that, that we know more about stuff around us than we really we do. do. Oh, we know everything already. We, there well, are I known, think some there people are known do unknowns. study and know more stuff about things Sh- than other people. Sure, sure but yeah. like no, no one person knows how to make that, you know? How to make that? Yeah. One I, person does. No, no, yeah. no, not, not everything. Not all of the parts. Not every single, not the lens and the machining of the uh, the servos. It and takes a village, man. I think that's it, a good I saying. I bet a person does. Now, a, one person making it would not be economical. It wouldn't be efficient. But I bet one person does know how to make that thing and could if they wanted to Maybe make right. that whole thing. Chris Wittipka. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not an impossibility. Sure, sure, it's a big thing. And that's part of my thing is is that, yeah, people say they like organization and they like structure, but at the same time, every chance they get, they disrespect it because it's not cool or it's not fun. Or, or it's, it's not, not expedient at it's the moment. It's not expedient, yeah. And because, because we don't have a lot of trust, and I think that's a lot to do with the, the massiveness of our population yeah. and the, the decreasing of like sort of the familial structure probably in our society, American society in specific, mm. our amount of trust that we have for other people is like through the floor. Yeah. We can, our default position is do not trust other right. people. And that's so true. if this guy's coming to me, the guy who knows how to build the camera, and he's saying like, no, you're pressing the wrong button, my instinct is to say, Quit trying to control me, man. Yeah, I'm going to learn it for myself. Oh, and, and maybe you will, but maybe not if you, as well as if you'd listen to an expert. Well, and you might 
bop that button off. <laughs> <laughs> I blame the policies of stranger danger. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So can you imagine? I, I blame you, you guys are not as old as I am by a long shot, but when I was a kid, I was occasionally aware that there had been a man who escaped from an insane asylum mm-hmm. and he might come kill us all. Yeah. And that one man led to nightmares out the wazoo. And I knew it was one guy, and I knew that the whole world was looking for him, but I was still scared. Nowadays, and you guys were halfway to where we are now, and these kids are coming up with, hey, man, your uncle could rape you. <laughs> Be careful about that. Well, but that's uh, and, actually, that's way know, better. Uh, I mean, if, if that specific... That mindset, uh, uh, coming, being... That uh, lesson is good, to, to know that it, the it majority be, of... It might be safe, but we don't... Why do we have to have a culture that ingrains hostility and well, fear and, well, and uh, he, 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 here's here's why my t- we got to be so afraid of everything <laughs> my, my take on so. your question which is a great question and i'm i think i'm with you completely in uh ideology but i think the point is that i, th- I think you kind of uh, uh mixed your metaphors because uh if kids were taught the statistical likely dangers, for instance, that the people that are close to you are more likely to be statistically, uh, you know, the gun in the home is more likely to kill you than a gun on the street. The the uh, person in your family or your familial circle who you trust is more likely to take advantage of that trust than a stranger. And, and so uh, if, if we were to take that lesson and apply it in all these different places in society then for instance the gun i think the gun debate would immediately become a traffic debate because that's the thing that kills us in a much greater rate than than guns do grant and i'm not saying that guns aren't a problem and and if we'll remember uh, it used to be we used to have a statistical awareness because the the fight was handguns Handguns. We need to limit handguns. That's what's killing us. Hand jive. We never talk about that. Yeah. Do that crazy hand, hand jive. <laughs> but we don't talk about now. Handguns. No, it's a, it's assault rifles. But who gets killed with assault rifles statistically? One percent, two percent of gun deaths. Ninety-five percent are handguns, and we never talk about limiting those. Well, that's all part because of it's the, not popular. That's all anymore. part of the the. People who determine what we are uh, have yes, access to the knowledge the outrage that's, the knowledge that is given to us, um, it's it's controlled. It makes no sense. There's it doesn't make any sense. The the what we're relative value and that yeah. kind of goes back. I think Matt had said it earlier. We exalt the wrong things. We yeah. should exalt boredom and what and, we should be afraid of an asteroid impact. So we forth. should be afraid of things that. Well, statistically uh, speaking, we should be terrified due. of cars and lightning. Exactly. I mean, those are the two exactly. things that should really scare us. <laughs> Not sharks. I think specifically what y'all are talking about, it seems to me, has way more to do with uh, parent shaming. Because there was, when I was growing up, I, when I was five, I would walk like blocks and blocks to school. And, you know, I walked all over the city of Lafayette. You wouldn't catch kids who were my age doing, or who were that age doing that these days and part close. of it is yeah. because parents get shamed so openly yes. and so harshly that they feel like kid walk yeah home. they got to put their kids in like a bubble so that because if anything happens then it's a scarlet a on their shoulder and, and a potential civil well uh, uh, problem i mean they could lose no kids their... no problems so i don't know about that <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> i know about the shame culture oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I'm uh, in complete agreement with you. Rare is the kid who walks himself to school, or for that matter, plays outside by himself. Yeah. You find it in the neighborhoods where they they say there's no parental guidance, and there's not. Uh, Those kids play outside because they don't have a house to go home to where they won't get beat up. Or So what do you think the input is? Why why did that change? Because when I was a kid, which wasn't that damn long ago, 20 years ago I was in high school— and I walked every day, and so did a lot of my friends. I wonder if it's not all those parenting books that came out in the 80s. I don't know if there was more in the 80s, but it seemed like when I was growing up, it was like a, there was a different parenting book on TV every yeah. week or something like that. I don't wonder An if industry. it's not like that, because there, you know, a cottage industry popped up, everybody became experts all of a sudden, and mm. so they had read this book, and it said, if you let your kid walk outside, he's going to get picked up and kidnapped or whatever. Yeah. Well, and when my first was born... Uh, one of the things that you can do to like offset some of your costs at the hospital for delivery is go and take these parenting classes. So we're like, okay, we're gonna go take these parenting classes. They put the fear of God into us about (laughs) CPS, child protective services. They, they're like, CPS is going to come and get you. They're going to take your kid away. You need to keep them in a bubble. You need to never let them outside. You need to not let them alone with strangers. They put the fear of CPS. And I know, I know that that is not true. I know all of those things are not true, but they tried really hard to make us be afraid of CPS. That's interesting, though, because yeah. because I, I would say that that should at least be a, a low-level specter on any parent's radar, but it's, but, but it's, it's interesting that it's more prevalent being, now than... Yeah, that they're really And maybe it was that. always that way. I don't know. This, this is my, you know, only my second huh. child, but... The whole... The whole societal psyche has been moved towards fear and paranoia. And, yeah. And it, we were propelled on 9-11, but we were leaning that way back when uh, the gangsters and be afraid of this, but, be afraid of that. And now it's terrorism, MS-13, yeah. it's Ebola. There's, <laughs> there are people in the Hamptons. I read an article last night. There are people in the Hamptons that have that kind of discretionary money that are building MS-13 panic rooms. They're not building bomb shelters. In the, in the Hamptons. In the Hamptons. <laughs> I mean, if I was building, MS-13, that's where I'd be yeah, curious. And they're, they're building, and they're telling the contractors that come in here, this is our MS-13 room, man. Just make sure we, they can't get us in here because you know they're coming. They're flooding over the border right now. <laughs> and the, But this is, it's laughable on its surface, wow. but these guys are dropping 150 grand to put a room in their house where they can hide from people that don't exist. Oh, I mean, they uh, exist, but they're not a threat. Statistically, they yes, don't exist. That, I mean, they the, exist, but the they thing. statistically they don't exist. Yeah. Uh, well, about yeah. half the members are prisoners, essentially. Like they're yeah. right, they're forced into the gang. That's why people are scared of the zombie apocalypse because those gates are going to open. Which ones? The the prison gates. You're going to oh. have a whole community of like cool zombies. Zombies. No prisoners. Oh, the yeah. prisoners are going to be zombies. They're, or, I don't know. Are oh, you, they're going to sure make about zombies. that though, because no, they, they were leaving <laughs> prisoners in, in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. we'll be back after it's yeah, nice hurricane again. is bearing down on you, 150 miles an hour winds, yeah. and they're just leaving them there. <laughs> yeah, lock up when we leave. I think they did the same thing in New Orleans, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Maybe they oh, oh, unlocked the doors at the last that, minute and yeah. said, "Hey, look, you guys can run for it at the last minute." Yeah, and for Katrina, yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun, guys, but it's 4 o'clock. That means i got to get in front of traffic. Always fun. Yeah, don't should, do uh, it. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Uh, 
Statistically this is a, deadly. This has been episode, <laughs> yeah, statistic. Well, that'll be the title I'll use, uh, Statistically Deadly. That's not This bad. has been another Uncle Eddie podcast, still in search of another name. Uh, we didn't introduce William. He's over there on what we would call the red mic. On the red mic. Uh, it's been Jacob, and nobody listens to Matt. But we listened to him today. Hopefully you did. You might have learned something. They didn't. They I agreed right with away. him, but yeah, I still something. didn't listen. Yeah, we're going to, yeah. My head, my internet batteries went bad, so I couldn't hear him anyway. Uh, tune in next week, because we're going to do this regular as Jacob will make another reservation for next Thursday. Yeah, that's almost we'll destined to happen. We'll <laughs> you got this far. Count on it. You got this far. All right, fade to our exit music. <laughs> <laughs>